0: Oh. Well, hello. I really do need to oil of that door. It is quite loud. I bet you thought you were in our other tavern. Well, you're not. Not yet, at least. Welcome to the Prelude. Prelude to Madness, if you want to call it that. The series 2 of Feats and Fates. You may know me as Go, the lovable Cobalt Sorcerer from my other show, but for this, you can just call me by my name. You can call me Matt. However, for this series, I'll be taking the seat as Dungeon Master, so you can call me DM as well. So strap in as we take the path of lesser travel as we explore the darkest corners of fantasy writings in our upcoming Lovecraftian adventure. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, our story is going to begin in the port town of Rosante. So, to my players and to my listeners, allow me to tell you a little bit of the history of Rosante. Rezante was a port town that was founded centuries ago by Aldous Finn as a safe harbor and shipmaking hub in the Bay of Lido. For generations, the town prospered. The deep waters, clean shores, and generally favorable weather served Rezante well for many years, allowing it to grow into the port of renown and frequent stop for many merchants. A series of unfortunate events over the last century has taken a toll on Rezante and it's lost much of its splendor. Regional cities fought, trade routes changed. Even political boundaries shifted, but Rosante, in the midst of it all, failed to keep pace. As seafaring traffic ebbed, the folk became more insular and distrustful of all outsiders. Worst of all, two generations ago the town was struck by an unearthly plague. Those afflicted by the plague referred to in hushed whispers as, touched by the brine, wrought death, destruction, and chaos into the port town of Rosante. In the space of a few months the entire city was infected its population decimated every single person in the city was marked either directly by the plague or indirectly through the actions of those affected the finn family and their offshoots have survived mostly intact and to this day the bulk of rosante's population can trace their ancestry all the way back to Aldez finn they are easily identifiable by the vestigal marks of the brine touched. You know, scaly skin, bulbous eyes, wide, thin-lipped mouths, and lumbering, hulking bodies. In the young, the marks are not as noticeable, but they become more prevalent with age until the afflicted person shuns contact with outsiders. In stark contrast to the rest of the city, the docks and wharves that extrude from the shoreline into the black waters of the bay remain mostly intact and functional. The folk of Rosante have an unsettling love of the sea. And while, you know, the town around them crumbles into decay, the docks have been kept in a state of relative repair. There are three working docks, all piercing the bay to allow even the largest ships an easy port. A structure a little bit more than a cobbled together shack of driftwood stands at the entry point of the docks and serves as the harbor master's quarters. The current harbor master, Mundo Finn, has served Rosante in this capacity for as long as anyone can remember. A contrary fellow, Mundo has not retreated into seclusion like so many other fans age. Instead, he revels in the changes wrought upon him. Sailors and captains often see Mundo's grotesque form swimming in the bay hours before dawn. Now, let's begin our story. In the town is a dense and crumbling monument to the port city it once was. The pervasive odor of fish is only partially effective as covering up the stench of decay from deteriorating structures. Open sewerage lines, and general filth. For every habitable building, you see several that are a little bit more than rubble and fallen timbers. The homes and inns are simply constructed with tiled gambrel roofs. The individual tiles are indistinguishable from one another, each covered with a thick layer of green moss, seagull droppings, and small spout links. Anemic streams of smoke issue forth from a handful of functional chimneys. All right, so our story is going to begin in the Bay and Gull Tavern. Entering this dimly lit tavern reminds you of entering the galley of a ship, and it takes you only a second to realize that this is similarity by design. The wooden walls display parts of a different sailing vessels, a rudder, a plank featuring the name of a sunken ship, a tattered pennant, a helm's wheel. The bar has clearly been crafted from two repurposed lifeboats. Frost oars hang on the wall behind the counter, serving as a mascot for the tavern. A tarnished bronze figurehead in the shape of a woman holding a harpoon has been mounted on a simple wooden pedestal. As we enter the tavern, whether it's fate or abstinence, we have a few not so frequent guests in this tavern this evening. John, tell us about your character and what he's doing. All right. So
1: I'm playing a um, Triton. Uh, So very odd, sticking out. I'm dressed in what looks to be merchant's clothes. So I've got colorful robes, some jewelry on the fingers, around the neck. And I'm sitting at the bar, slowly sipping on my drink and just watching around the room, just keeping my eye on the door. Like I've, I've got my front towards the door.
0: At all times. Okay. So um, here's a question for you, John. Triton is a race that we don't hear used that often. What exactly is a Triton? So our listeners know.
1: It's a mermaid man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a merfolk. All right. Uh, mermaid Perfect. man. It's no, no, no merfolk. Mermaid man. It's yep. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. Right. That's the best.
0: Hey, I play magic.
1: Merfolk is a normal thing. I don't think we can use Mermaid Man. I'm pretty sure that's copyrighted.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
3: Only if there's a barnacle boy to go with him.
0: Oh, shit.
2: I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: So in this kind of shady bar, Nero's introduced himself. Let's hop over to uh, Vicky. What's uh, your character? And what are they doing in this nautical style tavern in Rosante?
3: Well, I am playing Helmy. She is an Earth Genasi, and she is a paladin. So uh, I imagine that she's probably going to stand out in this sort of rundown tavern of sorts because she is wearing all polished, beautiful armor, uh, just head-to-toe, armored up, meticulously polished. Like, you look at it the wrong way, you're definitely getting a little blowned by it. Uh, And I imagine that she is... Also, sitting at the bar towards the end, she has no drinks, no food, and is just observing. Okay.
0: Okay. So, Urchinasi, their skin tones come in all kinds of different colors. Like, do, where does hers fall? More earthy, more normal humanoid?
3: So, hers is pretty close to normal humanoid, but it does have a tint of gray. Uh, Very sort of stone esque. There's a little bit of a shimmer to it as well. And her hair is pure white, a little bit, a little bit blonde, but mostly white. And she's got gold eyes. All
0: right. So far, interesting crew (laughs) shaping up here. (laughs) Now, last but not least, um, Trent, introduce your character what they are what they look like and what are they doing in this bar or should i say tavern
2: <laughs> well um so from what you can see at the moment you see a uh six foot three figure um who's been standing in the doorway he's uh he's cloaked on on top of his cloak he uh he has a uh, um, top hat uh, you can't quite see his face, but if you look just hard enough, you can see uh, some green scales and a tail sticking out from underneath the cloak. The uh, the clothes underneath the cloak are kind of a tattered, but they look like they were probably uh, some like fine wear, um, like a nice white button down that's kind of ripped. Um, and uh, you see, he's kind of holding some luggage, and he's been standing uh, in the doorway hyperventilating for like the last five minutes not quite sure what to do. Okay. (laughs) And his name, oh, and I'm playing Invis. His name's Invis. Invis Scala. Uh, He's a uh, um, wizard folk. All right. All right.
0: So as Invis has been standing there in the door, a burly-looking, pale-skinned figure looks over to him in a very raspy voice. You, lad. Come in, get out, close the door. I don't care. Just do something.
2: Um, okay. I'm um, sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, okay. Um, I'm coming. Um, okay. Um, and then he just kind of like uh, nervously, just like, like, and gingerly, like, so slightly shuts the door and uh, carries his bags and uh, walks up to the bar to like the closest empty seat, like with no people around. Like the closest, like he wants to have like a, a two person buffer on either side.
0: So as you walk over to the bar, there is only five seats available. Um, second from the left, you have Neeru sitting there. And then at the very end and seat number five, you have Helming. So
2: you're going to stuck by somebody. Oh, um, OK. Yeah, well, yeah, I was um, going to uh, say Neeru's okay. definitely
0: sitting in a in a
1: weird seat to where there's not room. Like, there's going to be one on one side of him and two on the other.
2: Okay, so near is the guy that, of, like, three urinals. He goes yes, into the middle. exactly. Yeah, okay, got it. That way you're the weird one.
0: <laughs> not even 20 minutes in, we're already getting pissed and shit jokes. Cool.
2: <laughs> um, well, uh, excuse, excuse me. Um, is anyone sitting there? Um, I'm going to sit here if that's okay. And he just kind of squeezes in as best he can. Uh, at the bar between, I guess, would it be between Niru and Helmy, or?
0: You'd either be to the right of Niru or to the left of Helmy in the seat sitting right beside him, so
2: take your choice. Mm, I'll go to the left. I feel like I just made the most important decision of my life, deciding right or left.
0: Okay, so as you're trying to squeeze into this chair, I want you to go ahead and give me a...
2: Dexterity check. Okay, I'll try. Let's see. (laughs) Okay, that's a 14 plus whatever, plus three.
0: All right. As you so carefully try to fit into this chair, you almost feel your tail kind of slide out and snap towards Helmy, but you're able to stop it before it hits her oh, sorry,
2: sorry, sorry about that I, I apologize it has a mind of its own sometimes I, excuse me sorry
3: <laughs> that's alright that's alright no worries
0: Barkeep walks over I hey, thank you for sitting down what can I get you
2: um uh, I guess Um, do you have milk lizard milk
0: oh uh, let's see I got goat milk cow milk sheep's milk almond milk Cashew milk, soy milk. Two percent, one percent. Nope, no lizard milk.
2: Wait, you've got cashew and almond almond milk but no lizard milk? Wow, okay, I'll take the cashew milk then.
0: Alright. Uh that'd be uh one copper.
2: Okay, I give him a copper.
0: Alright, so he turns around and he goes and he starts opening it. I mean he starts preparing your drink. As he does so, the door behind you opens and in walks in pretty tall woman, very ornately dressed. She's got a cat on her shoulders, kind of greenish blonde hair, very pale skin, uh, thin lips, sharp eyes, a little bit of green armor, blue underwear. She's got a red sash and a cape over that her cat's sitting on. The barkeep turns around and he's like, ah, Senza, it's you again. What now? And she just kind of walks in and you hear her boots kind of shuffling across and she looks over to the bar um, directly at you 3 and then she scans the rest of the room. She's very quick and to the point. She's like, I know none of yous trust me to run a ship, but if anybody wants to buy a stake in the Hazel's Folly, the payout will be well worth it. I just need a few more crew members. This trip will be worth it. I promise I can't pay you in gold, but if you want to pay into it, the profits will be doubled for you. Where the fuck did that voice come from? <laughs> All right, anyways. So as she says this, the barkeep turns around, puts your milk down in front of you and you just hangs his head, shakes his head. And then the rest of the patrons and the bar, you just hear chitter. I mean, a chitter chatter between them. And they're like, Ah, Senza, go on, get out of here. Hey, we don't want nothing to do with your Senza. You just go on, get her out right on out of here. And just, we're happy here. Just find you another crew elsewhere. And then she turns to look at the bar. I've never seen you three here before. How about you? You care for a sea adventure?
2: Uh, 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 uh,
3: uh, uh, uh. Are you all right over there, friends? Yes. Is everything okay? Uh, 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 uh.
2: Uh-huh.
0: yeah and at this point envis begins to hyperventilate a little bit almost like he's afraid to talk
2: uh-huh.
1: well that's uh that's <laughs>
2: something
3: are, are you in need of some assistance no 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 hey, to
2: hey. Me. i'm not hey lizard boy me. lizard boy me on the boat? chill huh?
1: chill lizard boy okay chill okay chill calm down it's a simple simple yes or no do you want to go on the boat?
2: Oh, dear. Yes, I guess. He wants to go on the boat. My friend, are are you okay?
0: I've got a freaking animated corpse on my ship, and that is the weirdest
2: thing I have ever seen. Yes, yes, I'm okay.
1: He's just a lizard. There's nothing wrong with him.
2: Yeah, I'm just a lizard. A lizard?
0: A lizard, you say?
2: Oh, that explains the tale. While he's doing this, he, uh, he takes the top hat off and then puts the top hat on his head after he removes the hood. Yes, uh, I'm Invis, uh, Um It's nice to meet y'all. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm a lizard. <laughs> nice to meet you. And, and you guys are?
3: Ah, uh, well, I you can call me Helmy.
2: Helmy, nice to meet you.
3: That's quite all right. I just uh, I just am a little concerned about your well-being, really. But uh,
2: I have a little social anxiety. Yeah, you started panicking
1: for nothing. My name's Neary, by the way, and I'll turn to look at um, Captain Senza. I'll turn to her and go, so uh, you can't offer gold, but you're willing to pay us with what? Rides? Sightseeing? What?
2: A three-hour tour, perhaps.
0: No, you see, we're going to, we're going to a far-off island. Setting sail tomorrow, but it's called a uh, Fozine. Uh, it's it's our first voyage, but the payout is to be well, well worth it. While I can't pay you right now, I can pay you in a higher stake when we get there. I just need a little bit of help.
1: This just sounds like a bad timeshare.
3: <sighs> uh, what may I ask is your cargo?
0: That's need to know for the crew.
3: So if we accept your offer we're considered part of the crew and we will know.
0: Yeah, as part of the crew then you would have a, you would have a chance to get in on the stake. Those was supposed to be quite high
1: after we knew what this cargo was. If we decided we didn't want any part of it, are we free to go?
0: No, I'll just make you walk the plank and throw your body in the ocean. <laughs>
2: um.
1: Well, look at me, dear. I'm a very strong swimmer.
3: Can you explain a little further about that? Why do all of these people here not trust you?
0: Well, you see, those that live in Rosante, they stay in Rosante. Now they'll go off the coast a little bit. They do the fishing. They come back. They get paid. They have their jobs. They go on, go home, go. And they do it all over again tomorrow. On the other hand, they don't like traveling away from Rosante that much. I have just purchased the Folly, and I have assembled a pretty decent crew. Uh, We're still looking for a few more, but this will be her maiden voyage, and I'm just looking for a little bit more help to make it worth everybody's time and maybe fill their pockets a little bit on the way back.
2: Do we trust her? This is Trent asking... Do I get the sense that she's trustworthy?
0: You've got no reason not to doubt her at this point. I mean, like, the um, barkeep just looks over, kind of, he nods his head with it. He knows about the ship. He knows the it's been sitting there and that she purchased it. I mean, like, everybody in town knows this. Cat on the shoulder is just kind of looking around, kind of judgmentally, <laughs> as they do, and <laughs> just kind of looks over, and he's just like, ah! <coughs> Oh, nice kitty. That's sad.
3: A lovely creature you have there.
0: Nice kitty. Don't mind Nookie. She does not like that many people. Well, I
1: don't like her.
2: (laughs) Nice kitty, Nookie. She looks very good. Uh, Nice. Very, like, a nice... He's gonna eat her. Oh, no. He's gonna eat your cat. Licking his lips. Just, like, wants to eat the cat. Oh,
3: Please don't, please don't eat the cat. The
0: cat sees this, gets real uneasy, and just backs up behind her head and hisses.
1: I'll tell you what, for me, it's worth it to see him eat that cat. <laughs> it's gonna be worth it.
2: I'll uh, not eat the cat. Nah, I promise.
3: May I ask what kind of assistance you are looking for? I don't, can't speak for these other two here, but I don't have much experience in seafaring don't know how much I could assist in that in that manner.
0: Uh, don't mind you. We can teach you the ropes and the travel. It's not it's not really that hard. Um, more or less we just, you know, looking for some help judging by your armor. I'd say you're pretty good with a weapon. Am I wrong? Oh, uh, you you
3: would be correct in that assumption and she kind of gestures to her glaive... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a a mighty big weapon that you have. So, you know, something with that kind of reach, it could definitely help with, you know, fish off port side or, you know, off the side of the ship. So, yeah, I'm sure I could have my uses. Teach a few things along the way and help you gain some experience in it, too.
3: I believe that I would be interested in assisting. I don't know about the lizard... Man, here, um,
2: this, this this island we're going to does it have a uh, an abundance of a uh, um, exotic flora and uh, and other things that might be uh, conducive to making uh, oceans and uh, other uh, alchemical things.
0: You know, that's a great question. So, Farzine is actually a port town on the island of Kaza. Kaza was a volcano. Hasn't erupted about 500 years now, though. So, judging because the island was once a volcano, it's got to have some, you know, rare and exotic plants probably in the jungles. Okay, I,
2: I guess count, count, count me in then,
0: I suppose.
1: Some gemstones? <sighs>
2: Do you have sick bags?
0: Yes, it's called the C. I get motion sick. Speaking of motion sick, how much of that cashew milk have you drank so far?
2: <laughs> uh, I'd say he's about halfway through his glass.
0: Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Ah,
2: what? <laughs> For cashew milk? All right. One. One. <laughs> One. <laughs> Don't you wish that on me. 10, Constitution, plus 2. So that's a 12. So 12. Alright. You're fine for
0: now.
1: I'll tell you what, Captain. I'm in, just because I think Lizard here's gonna eat your cat, and I want to see how well this defending your ship with a glaive from other ships is gonna work
0: out. From other ships? You know, that'd be, yeah, that yeah, yeah that'd be interesting yeah I'm kind of curious with it you know you can just throw it like a massive javelin and just hop across
3: yeah they just need to get close enough to make it work
0: I'm sure she wants to lose her weapon to the sea so blue boy is that a yes yeah
1: yeah let's let's see where this goes but I want half
0: I'll tell you what you pay into the ship and then I will maximize your profits back two gold that's all it takes just two gold
2: well I, I, i'll give two gold do i have two gold to give
1: i was wondering the same thing
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that I the that. the price for boarding
1: so i'm having to pay you to work for you i'm i'm not seeing where i win in this no at all.
0: you are paying for a stake in the ship you are paying for a stake of ownership of the ship so whatever the ship makes you will get a larger cut than what somebody who didn't pay into the ship would get.
1: well let's just see how this works out i'm gonna hold my money for now we'll see what happens
2: Invis is very trusting and also really wants to eat the cat and so he just like totally pulled like throws out like two gold
1: <laughs> like, okay i'm
2: in i'm in you seem like a trustworthy person. No red flags at all. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> all right. Kitty, kitty, kitty,
1: kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. I'm just gonna be honest, guys. I really like Envis. <laughs> I like him.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. The um, the voice that I keep seeing in my head every time he talks is the creepy dude from Family Guy.
2: (laughs) Uh, Not not Herbert. No, 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 not not Herbert. The, oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, Bruce. (laughs) Mm. Uh, That wasn't what I was going for, but okay, (laughs) that'll work, I suppose. That's where it is. That's where you're at now. He's just a simple country lizard. That's all.
0: So Envis is paying into a cut of the ship, correct? Correct. Yeah, he's all in, baby. All right, Helmy. What about you? Um,
3: you know, I, I believe that just offering my services is good enough. I'm not looking for any type of payout, so I will, not, be putting any in to the ship. But I am happy to come assist.
0: That's smart. Well, my child. There is, uh, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. Just, just know that everybody's expected to pull their weight on the ship. Uh, we all pull the same amount of weight. I'll be doing the exact same task that you guys will be expected to do. Uh, we all work together. We all eat, drink, play together. And then, you know, we'll have a good time and uh, hopefully get there in one piece.
3: Yes, uh, hopefully. Very, very hopefully.
0: I think this will do to round out my crew uh, quite well. There's 11 of you. I think that should be that should be more than more than plenty to help on this voyage for uh, you know the made maiden voyage. So why don't y'all go uh, get some rest and work down to the dock at 0600. What time is it now?
1: Um, what yeah, what O600? Dawn. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what time is it now?
1: Dusk. Okay. Great. Well, well, I'll see you in the morning. Just know I'll be right on time.
2: Okay. I will be with him. As will I. Okay. I turn to the blue guy. Hi, I'm Invis. You're my new best friend. Nice to meet you.
0: At this point, the bartender kind of like has this very strange look on his face. And he leans over to you, Helmy, and he's like, So, uh, I tried to, uh, you know, spike his drink just a little bit, but apparently these lizard folk have a higher tolerance for alcohol, if you know what I mean.
3: Oh, oh my. Do you believe that's why this He's acting so interestingly?
0: no, no. I was trying to chill him out a little bit, you know, he was acting a little weird with all that hyperventilating and the, eh, eh, eh. Was, he, was, he was trying to, kind of creeping out my customers, freaking them out a little bit. So I wanted him to mellow out a little bit. And uh, <sighs> apparently it didn't work.
3: Oh, okay. I, I'm afraid it, it didn't work.
2: No, I was just born this way. Hello. Um, I'm Invis. I, I'm your new best friend. Oh, are you? Nice to meet you.
1: I just want to point out right now, Niru Neeru, even though he pretended like he didn't care, <laughs> he's, he's a little bit hurt. <laughs> oh,
2: What's your name? It's nice to meet you.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm Helmy. Hello. Nice, nice to meet to, you. It's nice to meet you as well. And I'm sorry, I'm, I don't know if I got your name down at the end there, uh,
2: Trident fellow.
1: Niru. Neru. It's,
2: it's Niru. Ah. Oh yes yeah. nice to meet you. oh hi Niru I'm Envis I'm, I'm your new best friend too
3: okay <laughs> um well shall we get some rest I feel like Envis uh, here could uh, could use some sleep maybe perhaps that could assist I'm not sure exactly no but...
2: after I got over my social anxiety I'm feeling pretty good right now right so where do you come from tell me about yourself tell me your life story
3: oh uh, oh i don't i don't believe we have the time for that uh the moment Envis. but i'm sure we'll well
2: i was born in the bogs and uh okay i was raised okay and it just kind of trails fade to black
0: (laughs) over the next few hours you three share drinks as you become acquainted smell of salt from the ocean lingering in the air throughout the evening eventually as the sun kisses the night sky one last time before dipping over the horizon, you each hear the crashing waves as the tides come in. Upon the realization that it is now much later, each of you bid farewell to the barb keep as he wishes you all good luck and safe travels for the morn. You each make your way from the Battern Tavern and down to the port to the inn. Upon entering, you see the end's faded paint hangs in peeling tatters flayed from the structure by the salt-laced winds of the coastal air. You each rent a room for the evening, making your way up the creaking old boards that make up the stairs to your quarters. As you bid farewell to each other, you each prepare for the slumber ahead, bridled with excitement but also curiosity as what this new venture may bring as each of you have your own hidden agendas of why you took this quest. Now, fast forward to five days later. In the blink of an eye, the sea turns treacherous. Black clouds issue forth green-yellow lightning and the gentle ocean waves swell, threatening to overtake the folly. You can't tell if it's night or day. Water buckets from the sky turn black, clouds visible only in flashes of lightning, downpour floods the decks and gets washed away by waves crashing over the gunwales. The chaos of moving water seems to be everywhere. You could be fully submerged in liquid, and it wouldn't feel this wet. The roaring waves rise like mountains against the storm wracked horizon, lightning flashing and thunder rolls. The sea foams white in a rage before crashing down again, sending salt-laced spray skyward. The dark, rolling sea hides many dangers. The least of which are its monumental waves. Captain Sinza begins barking orders to the crew when you find yourself in a fight with a preternaturally storm and a fight for survival. Join our adventurers, Helmi, Envis, and Nero on fated Friday, October 28th, as they board the Hazel's Folly and begin their trip across the seas to Farzine. You won't want to miss a moment of this Lovecraftian-inspired D&D adventure written by Cthulhu Mythos author Sandy Peterson, right in time for Halloween. You want to be part of the crew? Follow us on Twitter, at Fates, or become a patron to gain access to behind-the-scenes, uncut episodes, contests, and specially designed character arts for all NPCs in our show. Or even join our Discord to chat with the cast and ask us questions about the show and much more depending on your level of involvement. Coming Friday, October 28, Series 2, Episode 1, The Voyage to Varzine.